0: but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
1: Conair is spreading
2: love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the
1: empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens.
0: Talking, hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside, she got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones to stop. No one can do it quite like Caroline. No one can do it quite
3: like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. I am so excited to have Brittany Kelly joining me on this episode of Get Real Podcast. She is a total baller, shot caller. She and her hubs who is Brian from Florida Georgia Line have this incredible company called Tribe Kelly. It is all American made clothing and products. They have two storefronts, one in Nashville, One in 38, which is in Florida. I've been to the one in Nashville. It is so beautiful. The clothes are so well done, so comfortable, yet make you feel so sexy. And this is all Brittany's brainchild. She is so creative and she's so passionate about what she does. Her story will knock your socks off. Just her drive and everything that she's gone through to get where she is. You will never believe this incredible story. I am so excited to have her as my guest. Before we get to the interview, I've gotta tell you about a product that I've been loving. You guys know I only endorse products I love, this energy bar, Verb Energy Bar is saving my day. It has as much caffeine as an espresso and there's just 90 calories. I love to have them before workouts and an afternoon slump. Whenever you need a little pick me up, you don't want a ton of calories and you're not craving a cup of coffee, Verb Energy Bars are the answer. They're super delicious and my favorite flavor is the salted peanut butter but they come in three flavors. You guys gotta check these out and I have an incredible deal for you. They're giving you three flavors, all three flavors for free. All you got to do is just cover the $3.95 in shipping. So go to verbenergy, dot com slash get real and try all three of these flavors for free. So again, go to verbenergy.com slash get real and try them for free. You're going to love them. They're going to be your new favorite bar. Check them out. Here's Brittany.
1: Hey, 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 how are you?
3: What's up? I'm with Beacole, the one and only Beacole.
1: Yes, we're at um the party barn right now. and this is where the parties go down, I think it is uh, definitely a few parties have gone down here for sure, including your wedding. Yes, our wedding. well, before it was um redone, we had our uh wedding reception here, and it was actually a super crappy barn. <laughs> And um, I had a girl, her name was Stephanie. Uh, She's like an interior designer and she souped it up magically. And it was a super whimsical, amazing experience. But it was definitely like oily concrete floors, like unfinished wood uh, type of situation that we made. Really cool. And now this is truly whatever you could dream it to be. It is what your
3: dreams are made of.
1: I know, I feel like Ralph Lauren would like live here or something. Ralph Lauren would die to do all of his like, photo shoot and campaigns, campaigns here. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> so talk to me about how you got here. How did you get to this treehouse? Tell me about where you're from. When did you become a dreamer? You have so much to talk about. Huge legacy already. At like, How old are you? Not even 30 yet. 28. 28. You have a clothing brand. You're a world traveler. You're so deep and profound to be so young. Where did you first realize that you were a creator and you had creativity in you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, God's been a really big part of this, for sure. Um, I love
3: that you just talk about that so openly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a big part of my life, and um, I haven't always been a super strong believer. Uh, I had a a pretty tragic event happen to me when I was 17, and um, everything kind of flipped that next year. Is that what made you strong? It is. I I definitely feel like I got um, my resilience from from that, and I feel like I, I gained it early on. Because I
3: think that, like, even having to go through a tragedy young, it gives you something that you wouldn't have had otherwise,
1: maybe. Yeah, I definitely think it, it gives you tools to carry along, and I think a lot of people don't learn... Um, certain lessons that I learned until later on in life. Um, because so it sucks to learn them. <laughs> it, it, it really, really sucks. Um, you definitely go through uh, dark times, but you, you gain these tools that help you yes. navigate the yes. world. So. And it doesn't
3: have to be all terrible. And that's I love that, that you say that.
1: that like it, yeah. so A tragedy gave you strength. There's always a silver lining. For sure. And so, um, yeah, there was a point where I was in a really dark space and I just kind of, I think I actually hit my knees at one point. I was like, you know, you know, use me for what you need because I'm I'm not usable right now. And um, you know, I went to Georgia Southern. I started out there, and I tried to stay a pretty uh, narrow path. And I was an accounting major at what? first. You, Miss yes. Free
3: Spirit, like mermaid,
1: fairyland, dust of all the magic. Yes, I was an accounting. <laughs> I cannot major. see you doing that. I was a solid B plus accounting major. Yeah. Dang. And, um, uh, when I was 17, uh, I lost my grandmother and that, that was the tragic event. Um, she was murdered actually. And I was, Dang. I was devastated, but I moved in with this family, um, that was absolutely amazing. And, um, and just honestly angels from above, uh, the renews and I had known them since middle school. Their and name was Renew? The Renews. And you were
3: like renewing your yes. own? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: The Renews. And so they are angels, um, definitely from above. And I moved in with those guys and they held me accountable and, um, wow. they made me stay a, a pretty straight, narrow path that Why I needed. Why is being held
3: accountable important? Cause like sometimes you want to fight it, not you, but like people want to fight it.
1: it. Oh, I fought it. I fought it. <laughs> oh, I, I fought it. Believe me. I mean, I definitely came in, um, to their, to their house, uh, you know, this is we're getting real here, but pretty drunk a couple of times. And uh Susan kinda snatched me up a couple of times when my head was hanging over in the trash can and she said, This isn't your path, you know, like you've wow. gotta you're meant for so much more. And, and so having people along the way, I think tell you that is so, so important to surround yourself with supporters, you know, and, um, and and I've heard this so many different times, but you really are, you know, the people that you surround yourself with. So, um, to, to, answer your original question, uh, it's who I've surrounded myself with. Um, I've surrounded myself with people who are resilient and people who have visions and people who are creative. And um, the husband of that family, Lester, uh, he has a cool story in it. Just super, it was super inspiring. I mean, he came from nothing and, and he is, I mean, an amazing entrepreneur now. And so seeing people like that in my life really gave me the strength and the courage really to like, dream big because seeing someone come from absolutely nothing, um, to, to having pretty much, you know, everything that we in our society, de- I guess defines as success, um, is definitely something that I think everyone need everyone needs to have somebody to look up to and, and a reason for that. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like the people I surrounded myself with and, um, the path that I was on was accounting and it was awesome. And, <laughs> and I was so pumped in the beginning to be an <laughs> accounting major. I was like, I'm so good at math. Like, I can do this. Um, and I had a breakdown. When was this? Like, when I was like 18. And I remember calling Susan, the, the mother of this family. And and I said, I just can't do this. Like, I cannot do people's taxes. Like, I, I can't. Like, I, don't, I can do my own. Yeah. And I feel really blessed to, to have had the you know, finances and ability to learn this and I'm, I'm going to take it throughout my life. Um, but yeah, I had a little breakdown and I said, I'm changing my major to psychology. So I did a complete turnaround there and um, yeah, I, I went to psychology and it put me in school an additional year longer and I knew that. And um, why
3: is it scary though? Because I found myself in the middle of transitions and I, and my first reaction is fear of changing it up and, like, getting off path, even though I really was never on a path. Like, I had made up a path in my mind right. or something. And so, like, you feel like you're going to be left behind or you look around and maybe someone else, like, especially when I make a big change or something. Do you ever feel that, like... Holy shit! Like, what if I just ruined everything?
1: Yes. I Where do mean, you get your
3: faith to do it?
1: Honestly, in other people. I, I mean, I'm my biggest critic. Honestly, like, I'm me too. I'm the worst. I like
3: can, my <laughs> self talk can be awful sometimes too. I didn't. I didn't know I did that. Like, I'm pretty hard on myself in a mean way sometimes. Right. I'm
1: like, why am I being so brutal? Right. It's like it's like the head and the heart thing. It's like at that moment that I changed my major from psych from um, accounting to psychology. I was like, you know my heart is like, yes, this is what you need. Like, you need to learn this stuff for yourself and to help other people and to share your story and to understand, you know, the thought processes. But my head was like, you're a freaking idiot. Like, (laughs) you spent so much money on school. You're now going to be in school for another year. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're an idiot. What are you you trying to
3: do? Like, did you know your end goal at this point?
1: I honestly did not.
3: (laughs) So what were you following?
1: I I honestly wasn't following anything. Just
3: your intuition, I guess?
1: I honestly felt led in, in the depths of my soul to learn psychology for myself and for the, the story that I had. And I knew that just by sharing my story with just a couple people in, in, in college, I I knew that I, I had some purpose to share that story. And so I didn't know where to get that knowledge from. And so many times at the time, um, little synchronicities were happening and psychology kept popping up and popping up and, um, I just said, I'm going for it. And it's odd because, you know, I had this family that renews helping me along the way, but I really didn't have a mom or a dad or, um, you know, my grandmother to tell me no. So I just went for it, you know?
3: I really, I need to ask you about this because I'm struggling with this right now. I feel like I think I have always been really like self-sufficient and like really confident and like people might think that I really like have a lot of, confidence and stuff. But when it comes down to it, I often do not trust myself. And like what you said, you had no one to tell you no from a young age. So you had to find that trust of yourself. How do you do that? Because that is the most terrifying thing to hold yourself 100% accountable for whatever you decide, good or bad.
1: Yeah, I think when you're young, it's just you really feel like you're diving off a diving board and you don't know if there's like water down there. Honestly. (laughs) So Um, what are
3: you thinking? You're just not thinking about what's down there.
1: I mean, at that age, honestly, like I was so torn between like what everyone else thought of me and like what I really like wanted people to think of me. And like, as I get older, the more I really don't care what people think of me. How does that happen? And I just think it's, I mean, I hate to say, oh, it's like an age thing. Like, when you get older, you're, you'll understand. But just every year that goes by is, like, such a, a learning year for me that I'm usually assuming that everyone thinks these things of me. And I'm creating this, like, critic that doesn't like exist. negative things or something? Or just anything. Like, yeah. what does she think in changing her major? Or oh, yeah. Or, you know, I started my own Etsy company. That was my first creative endeavor in college amongst all of this craziness. Um and I just would always, like, panic and be like, you know, what are the, What am I, the people that I used to go to school with think of me? What does the renews think of me for changing, you know? Yeah. What would my Nana think of me? That You know, I know she's gone, but what is she thinking of me? And especially
3: and, when you're, like, starting as a
1: creator. This little Sunday is so sweet. Sunday's over here interrupting us. When you're starting oh. as a
3: creator, though, especially when you haven't had anything to show for yourself just yet besides the dreams in your heart that you believe you can do it. And that's why, like, having someone who is a great support system, like you said, the renews, or somebody that, like, is giving you strength mm-hmm. somewhere. But it just – to start a creative endeavor is so scary because
1: you have so many potentials that might fail. No, for sure. So <laughs> – Sorry, we get Sunday. <laughs> Sunday has, like, completely taken over the interview right now. Yep. So Sunday is my white wolf dog, and – she just hates when the attention's not on her. So well, I can't
3: blame her because she's absolutely beautiful and, you know, a wolf, part wolf. It's not every
1: day you're hanging out with a wolf. Yeah, so um, again, just back to the people that you surround yourself with. Um, when I first started my Etsy account that I was talking about, so let me back up a little bit, give you a little history. I changed my major to psychology, spent a semester at Georgia Southern. And then I worked my butt off to get all A's the last semester so I could transfer into the University of Georgia, which was like, I mean, if you would have told me in high school that I would have gone to UGA, I would have said, yeah, right. Like, you're, you're crazy. Really? I mean, you're crazy. Like, Why I'm not that we... smart. I'm okay. just not that smart. Like, I have to study a lot, you know. Um, but I made all A's and um, got into the UGA. And that was just like a a huge moment for me and my self-confidence because I just not that I I, I knew that I was smart. Don't don't get me wrong, but I just didn't believe in myself. And so when that happened, um, I gained so much more confidence and I started my creative endeavors um, getting into like jewelry and clothing because this is really funny because I couldn't go out and party anymore. I genuinely couldn't because now I'm going to the University of Georgia. Like, I can't go out to the bars because I genuinely have to make the grades to stay in here because I'm having to hold myself accountable at this point because I'm paying for this. You know, I'm working. Um, I've now started, you know, this creative endeavor. So I had a one-bedroom apartment um, and I started this little Etsy account. And so I would go find old, broken, like, vintage jewelry and, like, make it into something else. And, um... And at the time, I, I didn't have the money, so I, this guy would hook me up with this old broken jewelry, and I would twist it around and you know make a headband out of like an old bracelet or something. And uh, I was making right at like three to four hundred dollars a month, which is perfect yeah. because that was like my rent at the time. Yeah. So um, I got to quit my waitressing job um, at Buffalo Wild Wings, actually. What's your favorite wing? <laughs> okay, the lemon pepper. That's where <laughs> you I'm at know on that. man. Yes. <laughs> no, I know all the sauces. <laughs> the lemon pepper. But um, okay. that was when. When I got into Georgia, and when I had my one-bedroom apartment, and I made up my mind, I'm not going to the bars. That's not where you're going to find me on Saturday or Sunday. I'm actually going to be making jewelry and um, chilling in my one-bedroom. Uh, that's when I started to get my little creative, you know, journey journey going on. And I just had so many people at the time, you know, hit me up over social media and just say like, "You're so talented," and like I started getting this influx of comments about how creative I was and so again the people you know that are reacting to that really gave me the confidence and um the renews and and their daughter Whitney um gave me a lot of confidence too and they just were always pouring so much into me and um yeah just gave me the confidence to even start anything creative you know
3: why did that is the thing like the confidence it so many people can't do it because it having confidence I feel like this is something that I love talking about with people like you who are such role models of confidence is having confidence takes confidence.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't does. It not
3: just come to you. Like you have to decide to just be confident. How did you decide that you wanted to succeed and you were going to do this and make it a priority instead of just being like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to float. How did you like laser beam this?
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I honestly have to daily meditate on the fact <laughs> that I'm my worst critic. And when I start to create all of these scenarios about, you know, cause confidence, you know, comes from, you know, fearfulness or lack of confidence comes from fearfulness. And why are we, why would we, we be fearful not to have confidence because of what everyone else thinks, you know? Yes. And, um, Confidence also takes vulnerability, you know. Like oh, we've talk we've talked on that. that, you know.
3: And that's why some people who have like the hardest shell, I'm like, okay, they're actually the most vulnerable because it is right. so hard to be vulnerable. It's just right. like walking out there with your heart with no protection. Sunday yeah. has no trouble <laughs> Sunday being vulnerable. Is obsessed with you. <laughs> She's like, I want to like, give, give me you my the heart. Mic. It no, does. I mean vulnerability
1: is a skill set all in itself. It ha vulner. Okay, so now that we're talking about this, <laughs> I feel like I'm like figuring some stuff out. And we both love Brene Brown, right? Okay, Brene Brown, <laughs> yeah, uh, love you, girl, love um, you. So, yeah, now that we're like talking about this and figuring it out, I think that confidence honestly comes from being vulnerable because when you step out, whatever you do in life, whether you're a model or a nurse or a mom or whatever it is, like you have to be confident in that role, you know, and that trust yourself. Right. And that's being very vulnerable to like step out and say, this is who I am and this is you know what my life is. And
3: because of what happens if it fails, then it's like, okay, I owned it and it's not a failure because I put and that's another thing I have to tell myself. It's not a failure. It's, if you put yourself out there and you give it your heart, it's whatever happens is a great experience.
1: Exactly, it has
3: to be. It mm-hmm. can't be like a failure because you can't get, you can't let yourself get discouraged. Even though you can, you're human. It's just like I just think sure. putting yourself out there and going for it. Like, how did you feel when you started Tribe Kelly? Because this is now a huge operation. You have two storefronts, one in Nashville, like right in the epicenter of Nashville. It's freaking beautiful, and yeah. the way you have it all designed, your vibe, your your denim and your special (laughs) touches that you do with your denim, the way you like get it all cut. Like you are so meticulous about this brand and it's so uniquely you and your husband, Brian, like it's so y'all there's nothing else like it. But how did you step into that? and create that and decide like shoot okay here I go yeah
1: it was it's (laughs) that's not a little deal it's a beast at this point (laughs) and um we're still on the the upper climb you know it's it's not like we're like hugely grossly successful and I've like hired this team to like handle it all I mean it really is like all of me I have I have so many hats on right now um what are your hats Right now, um, let's see: founder, um, CEO, COO, you know, operations manager. I'm also doing a lot of accounting, which thank you, Lord, for that. Um, you know, I'm managing a lot of people. I mean, I have. How do you
3: manage people? Because that is such a special thing. It, so many people do it differently.
1: It's it's a thing, and and I'm learning daily. And I honestly draw inspiration from tons of, like, literature that I've read. And um, I'm, like, a little dork on, like, books, but, like, I love going into Barnes & Noble and going straight to, like, the self-help or, like, the business improvement section. And, um, you know, I just try to pour into my employees, like what I learn, you know, through these, these books that I'm reading. Um, but yeah, managing people is like a, a a whole, a whole different thing. And
3: figuring out how to get people inspired. Right. And
1: like, and so to, to take it back a minute, um, you know, it went from me and Brian being on a tour bus, you know, to now we have.
3: So the dream just came from being on tour.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, you know, I had my Etsy account in college and Brian and I got married. And where did y'all meet in Nashville? Are you in Nashville? We so Brian and I. This is a great story. So we may need to hit that story after okay. the Tribe Kelly. Yeah, just keep. Do you like, remember
3: it all? Can you make it all flow back together? Yeah, I can okay. make it all flow back okay. together. Okay.
1: okay. So, <laughs> Tribe Kelly was definitely born on the tour bus. Uh-huh. Um, I obviously had the creative spirit from my Etsy account. We got married at the end of my college semester. So literally, I finished college and I went straight on the tour bus. Okay. So, I was you know on a bus at the time. We didn't have our own bus. You know, I was on the bus with you know Tyler and Haley. Well, actually, Haley they haven't met hadn't met at that point. But um, Tyler and like tons of other guys and. I knew I had to do something like I'm what were you feeling itching to do something I mean even (laughs) just have a job like I was like I've got to do something I can't I don't know what to do with my hands (laughs)
3: like (laughs) so even though it's so fun to be traveling and stuff you're like okay I want to put my creative juices somewhere
1: yeah like I knew that I had to to put something out into the world um so yeah we started writing the blueprints for Trap Kelly um how
3: did you pick fashion and clothes
1: I mean, I guess it came from jewelry because jewelry was my first love. And then on my Etsy account, um, I did do custom Mm T-shirts and stuff. So I did custom like drawings and designs on T-shirts, but I was like more of like a one of a kind type of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So I knew I had to figure out something like that I could like manufacture because I can't sew every single piece. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I knew that, um, you know, we had a platform and um, I knew that you know Brian was interested in clothing and we just started talking and we just talked I feel like for like months about this just talked like what do we want to do like do we want to do a small collection like what's the name and all of all of that jazz and um how do you catch those creative ideas like you know when you like actually materialize a creative idea
3: yeah. I kind of think of him as like just like floating around in the ether. Yeah. How do you actually like know when to grab one and pull it down and like harness it?
1: Well, my husband has an amazing like ear, an amazing eye for. Uh, he likes to call him um, smashes. <laughs> so like he is like he can hear something, and honestly, I just trust his opinion. And he can just say, oh, that's good or that's not good, he or like that's a hit it? or not. Yes, yeah, like and with he a song, it. like he can hear a song and be like, oh, that's an A minus. Like it's good, <laughs> but like it's not gonna go number one. Like okay. he's just very like confident in his like creative opinions he's,
3: okay well you know what i think that's half of the battle
1: it is and so again the people that the you surround yourself with he was just so supportive of the fact that we <laughs> sunday, sunday. <laughs> i wish everyone could see sunday right now She's like obsessed with caroline she's usually never like this she knows i'm a dog lover. she feels the vibe she knows um, so yeah, just having that voice of Brian, um, and he would tell me, like, if I said, oh, what about this name for the clothing line? He's like, "Ah, uh, you know, it, it's good, but it's not a hit. It's not a hit. It's not a hit. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I want our family name to be involved. I want it to feel very community. I want it to be worldwide. Like I yeah. want people to feel when they buy a piece of clothing that they're a part of this family. So we Kicked around things like team and squad and all these different things, and I was like, "Well, I'm Native American, and like we have a teepee, you know. What about tribe? And tribe is such a universal word, you know. Yeah. It's not just about the Native Americans; it can be any tribe, like your tribe your of tribe girls, of people, your, your community. Yeah, and so." And then I, I came up with it. I, I will, I will yeah, take credit did. for it. But I said, "Trop Kelly, that's us, Trop Kelly." Yes. And he just automatically said, "I, I, I that's remember a smash. Was, that's a smash." That's that's a hit. That's a smash right there. <laughs> and so we knew it when we had the name. We just started going.
3: Do you not just feel the electricity everywhere when she said, when we had the name, we knew it and we just started going? Oh my gosh, that just makes me so inspired. Just to be around people and to know people and to hear their stories like Brittany and Brian, how they came up with Tribe Kelly and how this idea and brainstorm has. Launch now into this incredible company. Just hearing about all the dedication, the time, the sweat, the blood, the tears that it takes to build this company makes me want to get busy on my own dreams because she's so motivating. So for all my people on the go who maybe need a little pick me up but don't want to throw back some caffeine a cup of coffee or a soft drink, you got to try out Verb Bars. I talked about them at the beginning of this episode. I'm going to mention them one more time to you because I have the most incredible deal. They're going to give you all three flavors for free. All you have to do is cover your shipping cost, which is 3.95. If you go to verbenergy.com slash getreal right now, that's V-E-R-B-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com slash getreal, and you can try all three energy bars for free. I'm telling you, don't miss this opportunity. You're gonna love them, and there's only 90 calories. They taste awesome, the best pick-me-up ever. Okay, here's Brittany talking about why it is so crucial to get the name and the title locked in, and then how you can soar from there, as she did with Tribe Kelly. Why does it, when you get that piece locked in, it's like, you need just like the, it's like the a lock. title. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: It's like, you got to know where you're going with it. Right. And so we knew Set the vibe the and we knew we wanted to have everything manufactured in the U S we had all these missions. Why was
3: that Okay. Tell me your mission and why it was important that you stuck with them? Cause some yeah, people don't sure. give us rats behind you about a mission like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean,
3: and no judgment. It's each their own.
1: Oh, absolutely. But to you, like, this is something that's important. Why? Right. Um, honestly, because I had crafted so many things with my own hands and I had done so much research even before I wanted to start the clothing line. Um, and I had heard a lot of things in the fashion industry that I just, just didn't settle with my spirit. Um, and there's, and you're good at listening to your spirit. Yeah. And there's just some things you can't turn the other cheek to. So when your spirit is acting up and saying like, nope, nope, no, Yeah. What does that feel like? Oh, it feels like I have to, like, hop on board, like, ASAP. Does it
3: make you want to throw up if you don't do it?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and what I'm talking about exactly is the manufacturing. And um, I just looked into all all my options, like where can I manufacture, where can I make this count, Um, and I had taken a couple trips, uh, mission trips to Guatemala in um, the beginning of my college career, and I'd seen the women there, and how they made um, their traditional clothing, like their wee pills, and all these different things, and how they were sitting there with their hands, and really doing it, and they were doing it because they were passionate, and they were doing it for their families, and to clothe their families, and um, I just realized how much of a craft it was, and I just realized that someone that's taking their time to craft something for me like needs to get paid fairly you know I don't want to to send my brand overseas and not know whose hands it's going to and not know if if it's a child's hands or not knowing if the, that family's getting paid because that is the the dark reality of overseas sometimes um, and so for me to be able to step in my manufacturers, and literally see and meet all of, like, our sewers, it brings me such, like, comfort and joy and to know that they're getting paid, like, fair wages and they can actually feed their families. And when I send them thousands of items to sew, like, even though I could send it overseas for way, 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 way cheaper, um, it just brings such a... I don't know. I feel like I'm doing something also, you know, that's, that's right. And, where does
3: that come from? Like, where does that trait come from that sense of just you're doing what you feel is right even though you don't have to and no one would judge you if you didn't but you still want to do that like where does that come from and how are you able to stand so strong in that
1: yeah I, I honestly <laughs> think it comes from how I was raised um I was raised by my grandmother yeah, what were you taught
3: what were the what was your life motto that your grandmother <laughs> taught you
1: Whew, don't trust anybody. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. She um, she was a very self sufficient. Be self sufficient. She, she, she always told me to. Um, funny enough, I mean, she did, she obviously never met Brian, but she always told me to never depend on a man. Oh. Yeah, but you
3: and Brian actually that is something I would like to talk about because y'all and Haley and Tyler, the Florida Georgia line. Uh, brand in general y'all have made marriage cool (laughs) and I feel like y'all were sort of the mavericks of this I mean a lot there's been a lot of couples in country music who are really awesome and embrace their marriage but it was like wham bam in your in your face from the beginning that these men loved their wives and y'all were a foursome unit and a power couple. Yeah. How, so that's like never trust a man, but you have a man who right. wants you right next to him. Right. How did y'all all make that kind of decision? Cause not everyone has that kind of strong marriage and yeah. is it pressure having being like goals for people <laughs> like marriage goals and life goals? Like how is all that? How'd y'all make that decision to be like that? Or is it just how it always
1: was? Yeah. Brian is, is, a work of art. He is like <laughs> such an amazing man, and um, I think his dad and his parents have a lot to do with it, and and the way he was taught. And I just remember in the beginning, um, I remember when we first started dating and we weren't married, and someone on the team had said, you know, you know, Brittany can't walk the carpet with you, and you know, y'all got to look like this this single, single like cool, hot duo, you doings. know. And yeah, I remember not taking like offense to it at all, and I was like, okay, cool, like I'll just be in the back room or whatever y'all want wherever y'all want to stick me like I don't really care about all the the glam and the bam but um I remember asking him later like just so innocently and just factual like well why why can't I be on the the carpet with you like what's why does it make you look bad like and I had mentioned something I don't remember the exact how I exactly said it but I was like you know women seeing like men like if if they are you know looking up to you as, like, men that they would want to be with, like, when they can see a man, like, you guys love on a, a woman that's just from middle Georgia that, you know, isn't any crazy thing special, like, oh, you're the most special, <laughs> because, don't you, but you even? know what I mean, like, it, the middle of nowhere, I mean, it's not like I'm, I was in Nashville, and, like, in the industry, or, like, anything like that, I mean, I, I came from nothing, you know, and for him to, like, love on someone like that, I think it's really, like, inspiring to young women, because it's, like, Not only can like, you know, you know, a man that's the CEO of, you know, a business in your town, love his wife, but a rock star can love his wife, too, you know, and it's especially
3: when rock stars like before this time period kind of have bad reputations of doing whatever they want, you know, right? And that has just never been y'all's vibe. Right. And it, y'all have made marriage sexy. Like your last video, <laughs> you're like in a bathtub. Right. I mean, how much sexier Which can turned my hair me? black,
1: by the way. That bathtub turned my hair all the way black. Why but did it turn it black? It was like black water and Ooh. it had like black dye in it. And I just went straight in with the blonde <laughs> hair and I had to get some color correction. But no.
3: But I love that and I admire that. And I totally agree with you. It's like I love FGL even more as a duo and as an act because of the people that all of you guys are because it's like you want the full package I just don't want someone who's got a flashy career but they suck as a human right who wants to be that
1: yeah you know? I mean in the beginning um Haley and I uh definitely were on some music video shoots where other girls were like or what do they call it like the the, the star or whatever they call mm. the girl parts or the whatever lead. yeah the lead woman or whatever <laughs> and um I just remember you know, Haley and I were just very innocently, just like, well, why can't it be us? Yeah. Like, we're the leads. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sunday says, why can't I be the lead of all? Sunday, of all come of here. here. Hi, Sunday. You, make you lay down. And that's a great question.
1: So yeah, in the beginning, I mean, Haley and I didn't mind. Like, we're definitely like ride or die. Like, we'll sit here and and watch the whole you know thing go down. But I guess we were just so innocently like, well, I mean, y'all love us, and like in reality, like we're doing we're, – we're, like, living this song out, you know what I mean? And so it's like, well, if we're in reality living this song out and all of your fans, you know, now that we have social media, are actually seeing, like, we're together. I mean, it's kind of confusing, I feel like, and to it's the fan – weird. Yeah, to the fan base if, like, they can – now that we have social media, you know, the rock stars back in the day didn't have social media.
3: And now that reality TV in real life is so much more interesting than, like, the fake life.
1: Right. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, as a fan, I would assume, like – you know you see this rock star that you're you know you love their music you see him with his wife or his girlfriend even online but then you just see another random just girl that they've picked it's just like huh you it know just, it, you don't feel like you it's not as know. intense and like electrifying like yes. when you know they're really doing that stuff in real life you're like yes. oh my god i can feel that you yes. know so i just feel like it's real you yes. know
2: are you ready to share some joy and celebrate international women's day
0: How doers get more done.
3: So I feel like you guys are in the forefront of this big movement, though. So how has it been for you to ride this wave? And what have you learned about like the entertainment machine, the fame machine? What are what are the highs of it? What are the lows that you've experienced? Because it's all the spectrum.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Yeah it, it's been a it's been a ride for sure. It's definitely something to. And y'all
3: ad- went fast. Like when Cruise came out, it was a rocket ship.
1: Yeah, I mean when Brian and I got married, which was 2013. um... Yeah, it was in the middle of it all, and it was it was intense. And when I say intense, it's just time intensive. Um, you I have mean, a million
3: places to be all the time. We weren't
1: ever at home, you know what I mean. And and the most important thing in this industry is you have to create your own normal. You know what I mean. And we would just have to create our own normal, whether that be, hey babe, like let's kick everybody off the bus and have a little date night. You know what I mean? Or like we have to go to dinner and a movie in this city. Like we can't hang out with everybody afterwards, you know? Cause
3: that's another thing. There's always
1: people around. There's always like, tons and, and they're amazing people. And but, there's always
3: stuff to do. Yeah. To hang out with. You could forget to be like, have an intimate night with your spouse, not like intimate, but just like have a me time.
1: No, for sure. I mean, even like there were so many nights that, um, the four of us like snuck off and went to a movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just so important important in this fast-paced machine I, I love the that's how you put it. it it is a machine because these two you know amazingly talented young men just got put into a machine and with all their talents and all of the management's talents and all of the team's talents it just came out on the other side as like I mean surreal and like rock star you know and it's just it, it's, it's definitely a wave you have to ride and you definitely have I love that I majored in psychology because it <laughs> really compare. helped me like, through navigating all these
3: feelings because I'm feeling so many.
1: Right, and there's a lot of people that that come through your path and and they simply only want to talk to your husband and they disregard you, and so you have to as how a woman. Do you, how do
3: you navigate that? Do you I, learn just to not take it personal or something? Yes, like,
1: yes, yes, yes. Um, the Four Agreements. That book is great. I love that book. We so, have it written
3: on our kitchen.
1: Yeah. About. Before I read that, I, I really struggled. Um, you know, there's been definitely instances where um, you know, women have treated me really ugly or pushed me out of the way really? to, to get to my husband and different things like that. And in the beginning it really hurt my feelings. Um and But then what happened?
3: Then how did you how did you make a
1: I just really feel like I transformed in the past couple of years and um the four agreements, I hate to just Blame it all on that, but that really <laughs> Blame helped it on me <laughs> but I, honestly, I mean, there's an agreement in there that says, don't take anything personal and and I would just think when that happened, you know, like this may be the highlight of that lady's life, you know, getting to go over there and talk you know she you know I, she literally I cannot take that personally it has <laughs> nothing to do with me you know she's just having Everything a moment, to do with her with, yeah and so how
3: did you decide to make that switch because i I remember when I kind of switched to a new way of thinking, it's like, okay, nobody's really out to get me right. I don't think <laughs> the people that I'm like love the most aren't, mm-hmm. and so like I just gotta tra- retrain my brain or something. It's almost. like in
1: the, it's like it's it's training. It's yeah, training it's your brain in the moment when you start to feel that anxiety creep up, you really have to ride this uncomfortable wave. Because reacting and
3: anger are always the first to come. Right.
1: You know, because it's like... When you, you feel just, insecure or, yes. or fear or whatnot, you've, you put your defenses up. And I've really learned to, like, ride the wave. And I've actually, oh. like, loved laughing at myself <laughs> about it. Because I'm like, you are making something out of nothing. And then you
3: realize <laughs> if you just kind of skip over it and let the wave pass, I'm like, man... and my past, I would have ridden that wave and I would have just like gotten stuck on it and maybe been there for like a day, right. maybe even a week, maybe like just redirected the whole like conversation and vibe of like me and Michael because yes. I just decided to go down
1: this rabbit hole oh, of conversation Would not really could have skipped days. over it. Yes, I've had plenty of those days and those were like my younger years and mm-hmm. and yeah, just really, and I think it comes back to confidence and it's like my husband has given me so much confidence in our marriage. Like, I don't think twice, like if the most beautiful girl in the world is talking to him, I legit at this point in my life, am like, that's so sweet. I bet she's just a big fan. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's like, I'm so confident in him and he, the way he looks at me, even when he's in conversations like that, it's like, I know he's going home with me. Yeah. Like come on, what are you why would I create something out of nothing? And so it it has a lot to do with maturity too, you know. And trust of marriage. Yeah. For I think sure. that's
3: the bottom line. Like you both don't give each other reason not to trust each other.
1: Yeah, and when you've made this this really deep emotional like agreement and you really know you're on the same like page connection wavelength whatever you want to call it it's really electric and it's like we can read each other's minds you know what I mean in situations like that and and don't get me wrong like there's the the flip the script has been flipped when when men come and talk to me like heck
2: yeah look at you
1: I can give Brian the look like this guy's hilarious you know and he just he's confident in me that you know I'm not anything other than his wife, you know? What have you learned about marriage? Because I feel like I've been married now four and a half years,
3: and I just, to me, marriage is not what I thought it was going into it. Because now that I'm married, I'm like, this is so much more than, oh, I think you're hot. I like your personality. We get along. When you make a life with someone, you really do morph into that person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have just been molded in a way that I didn't know was possible. It just make, makes you chip off certain pieces of you that you didn't need or oh, something. Oh, absolutely.
1: It's like holding a mirror up in front of each other. And, and you have to decide, do I want to make this a thing? Do I want to fight with you? Do I want to rise up and be a little bit more mature here? Mm-hmm. Or
3: like I find myself having those conversations.
1: I mean, mom, I love <laughs> I love saying this to my friends and, and my family too. If, if someone is is looking for a companion is you've got to find somebody you want to figure things out with. Great point. Because you're not going to find somebody that you're never going to fight with, never going to disagree with, never going to have different opinions. You have to find somebody who's worth figuring out this earth that we're on with, you know what I mean? And not taking it personal. Right. If you see it differently. Right. I mean, Brian's been such a mirror to me. I mean, you know, like I've, I've had trauma issues in my life. So that's come out, you know, in my personality at at different times. And sometimes he'll just hold that mirror up and say, Hey baby, you need to change. You need to change your ways. Like that came off a little bitchy or that came off a little, you know, whatever. And, and and are you know, able to be like... Sometimes I'm a little <clears throat> defensive. I'm like, Screw you. <laughs> Wait a second. Like, <laughs> Let me tell you all the things that you could improve in. <laughs> right. Like, are we going to sit down and we can
3: like tally Like, up, Are we going to do this? Because I'll do this. Then I'm like, no, but don't it comes, do this. <laughs> I mean, when it
1: comes back down to it, honestly, like, he's right most of the time. And it's like... And he wants the best for you. Right. And he... Right. He and wants, he's not trying to pick a fight. That's
3: another thing. I know he knows, my...
1: He knows my heart, too. So he's like, you're... Yes what's coming out of you isn't reflecting who you really are. And I'm so appreciative for that. Like, please tell me what I'm doing wrong because I would love to adjust it for you. And that's another thing. You have to be with somebody who you want to adjust yourself for, you know, that's really, really important because if you don't have a connection with that human, you're not going to want to change your little tendencies and habits and ways. And Lord knows I have changed so many tendencies and habits and ways, you know I mean? from, what I put on the sink or where I leave, like my (laughs) extensions or like whatever. And same with him. I mean, it's, it's, you, you have to find somebody you want to figure things out with. Uh, Yeah. And that you just get along
3: with their personality and their little quirks don't bother you. Cause at the end of the day, when it all stripped down, they're still a person. They're going to have things. And I've dated plenty of people. I just could not get on board with little bits about them. It just drove me crazy. There's something about their personality, but with like Michael, I'm like, okay, Exactly yes, you drive me crazy sometimes, but I want to figure this out with you.
1: Right. And that's what I tell a lot of my girlfriends too. I'm like, usually in the first, like even months, <laughs> you can like months to three months, you can figure out if, if it's that's what you want. Yeah. If that's what you <laughs> want to start figuring out because you're not just going to meet somebody and then, you know, months down the road, just be like, Oh, everything's perfect. No. We've never argued. We've never huh. disagreed. It's like, It's kind of good to get in your first little fight so that you can see if you guys can navigate and figure that out. Amen to that. So, I mean, yeah, you're just – when you have that really big red flag in the first three months, just get out of there. Just get out of
3: there. Don't (laughs) get invested. I tell that to my single friends because I have a couple single friends who are the total package, literally, total package. But they'll just date someone for like a year.
1: Yeah, because you think things are going to change. Yes, but again, you've got if you are annoyed with figuring out, you got to cut it immediately. I know you got to
3: cut it, even though you don't want to,
1: and even though there's still juice
3: left to squeeze. Right. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> you don't have to squeeze all the juice out, just because there's a lot of juice left in there. You know, you're going to hit the rind eventually, and it's going to be dried up. Right. So just
1: just move on. Yeah. Save and yourself with, and them. The I knew heartache. with Brian, like in the beginning. I mean, especially with the wild ride of like being on tour, you know, I mean, obviously there's late schedules and we're not sleeping and there's er, people are irritated. Like, you know, I could tell that we would, we just, bend like would bend and flow with each other it was just very flexible like when he was irritated I would kind of step up to the plate and like build him up and then you know vice versa with me and when we were both irritated it was almost like we would laugh because (laughs) we're like wait you need to like help me get out of this funk and like we just we are champions of each other and to help each other get out of that funk and how important is laughing and not taking it too seriously oh my gosh we yeah we get to that point a lot especially when we're super irritated like I mean, it could be like a lot of the times, you know, it's travel issues, you know, something goes wrong or or we were late or whatever. And like, we just have to laugh. I mean, we just had this thing where we we get to a point and we just have to laugh it off Mm -hmm. because it just, you work things up again that just don't have to be, you know. So you said in the beginning, you felt like you had a story to share.
3: What is your message that you want to put out there? And what does having a platform
1: mean to you? Yeah, for sure. Great question. (laughs) All the way down to the bottom of your soul. (laughs) No, I love that. Um, Honestly, I just feel like I I was in such a dark place at 17. I could have gone two different paths. And you knew it? I knew it, and I actually really wanted to go like the bad path, like Cause I, why' Cause it because feels... it was a good excuse. it was like, well, this has happened to me, so i 'm gonna go party, and i'm gonna go be the the party girl, and i'm gonna be the one that makes everybody laugh and like get in trouble and because you had validation to do it, yeah, and I just i don't know i could if if I could say anything to anybody is when you're in a dark place, especially young. Just, like, be resilient and just do the right thing. Because why does that pay off? It just pays off in every way. I mean, it's... Like, what would the roads pan out
3: to look like? Say, like, how did... You don't have to go all the way down, but, like, why is it worth being resilient? What do you gain from being resilient? Honestly, if
1: I'm being really honest with you, I think that the road that I could have chose could have honestly, like, ended or made me end up, like, on the streets, honestly. Yeah. I I mean, I, I... could easily be homeless or have a, a drug addiction or um, it's just wide open. Just yeah, can continue to be wide open. But I really accepted the help that I was offered, and that's really hard when you're really young. So that would definitely be advice to me: is when people are reaching out to help you and they're older, don't just look at them like, oh, you're you're too old and you don't get you don't get my life right now, and sink back into your your, your little emo high school self. You really have to like be appreciative appreciative of anyone that is in your support system that's helping you because there's so many people who don't have a support system and if you don't have a support system go find one yeah there's so many how could could you find one I mean there's so many outlets especially if you're at a high school you can seek a counselor yeah if you're in college they have counselors there yeah Um, there's groups in college you know that you can seek out self-help groups they're everywhere there's a group to find you absolutely so a church. that's to. definitely a big thing for me is that would be my advice is I just I felt God working in my life at at the point when I didn't know if there was a God so I knew that I had to just be I was just so strongly pulled to be on this path and God he only knows where I would be if I didn't you know mm-hmm. so that would be my one piece of advice is to be resilient and to reach out for help and to, to really listen to those that have already done this life before you and don't just disregard what they have to say. That is so true. And especially when you're young, it's like super easy to
3: feel like you have all the answers or they're kind of dumb, like you said, but really.
1: Yeah. So that would definitely be like a life changing experience for me that led, you know, me to where I'm at. And
3: so that's part of your story that you want to share. That's
1: definitely part of my story. Um, is just, yeah, just look up to those that have, have gone before you, let people help you and let people help you. And, um, yeah, just be really fearless as hard as it is, you know, it is hard to be fearless and just go with your heart, you know?
3: Yes. Especially in the beginning. Like when I think back to my younger self, like the first time I took a big leap and then it actually had a crash following it. Cause it, it went great, but then it all fell apart. It's like, you think you're going to kind of die the first time it, all happens and then you sort of get through it and then you sort of understand that everybody who's sort of trying to create their own way is going through this. Right. And like you said, be resilient.
1: And that comes back to just like reaching out for help. And you know, your neighbor, you have no idea what they've been through. When you're sitting there in your dark moments thinking, Oh, woe is me. And I'm the victim. And all of this has happened to me. When you actually reach out to other people, you'd be really surprised what other, what battles other people are fighting. And when you can connect even on a level you know, like the things going wrong in your life, it, it's just, it, it helps you build your courage and, and build your resilience. You know? Why are we
3: sometimes scared to talk about the things that are going wrong in our life? Because that is when I have the most, when I get to that point and I can share and I can hear other people's journeys, I feel so much more inspired to be brave. But it's so hard to share it sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, everyone thinks... Like the thought, like no one's gonna understand. Yeah, which is so wrong because we're all so, many so lost. Who understand? <laughs> yes. Yeah, everyone is going through a battle that you have no idea of, and it may not be your exact same battle. But when you connect, I mean, that's what we're made for. That's what we're wired for: human connection. And when you connect with another human on that level, all of that like dark emo stuff just kind of goes out the window, and you can bring, you know light to the situation, you know?
3: Um. Is that kind of why you wanted the tribe mentality? Because you wanted that community and you wanted people to feel like, this is how, yeah. Like, belonging.
1: Yeah, I wanted people to, to feel a part of something. I wanted I feel people, like that's part of your mission. Yeah, I mean, I didn't just start this, you know, because I, I wanted to work and, you know, just do something. I mean, when you buy a piece of clothing, you can like... It is loved on. Right, you can 100% know that I looked at every single detail and that I worked on every single detail. And like, when you receive that piece of clothing, I truly want them to feel a part of this tribe. And so many, oh my gosh, I get so many messages um, with that message of like i feel like a part of something bigger and you know what you're doing is just makes me feel confident and like i mean even this girl she just dm'd me like 2 days ago and she's like your sweats make me feel so sexy and it's like i love that you Heck know yes. comfort is sexy and i want oh, you to Oh it is sexy. Yeah, i just i don't know i just love that and i love getting feedback from everybody and that's honestly like what's kept me going is the feedback from everybody you know. Yeah. And i feel like you are just so
3: Awesome about embracing exactly who you are, who you are, and everyone else. You're just all about like being yourself, trusting your journey, staying true to you. Like, I love your Instagram, especially when you start doing quotes and like giving inspiration. Cause I'm always like, dang, that is so spot on. And like, be you and have the confidence to be you. Yeah. My, um, so I have two therapists actually.
1: Well, I love some I good have, therapy. I two therapists. <laughs> and I'll hop on the phone, um, with that's one of them key. every Wednesday. Good yeah. Actually, you. that's a really great um, advice too. Like, reach out and get a therapist. I mean, and if I didn't have one, who knows where I'd be. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she just told me the other day and she said, Brittany, you embrace your story so much, and that's so important. So many people run from their story and they hustle for their worthiness. And know even that. though even though I think I have been trying to hustle for my worthiness, and I, I didn't you're a good it, hybrid. Yeah, I, I I I felt that when she said that and she said, You have to own your story because if you keep running from it, like you're never settled. You How know, you do you
3: never, own it? Just look at it and admit it, talk about it, claim it? You
1: know, you just talk talk about it, you know? Like, so many people just don't want to talk about it. And um, I've connected with so many people. Um, you know, my, my mom has had addiction problems. And when anyone brings that up around me or when everyone, I can tell that people feel shameful when they say, oh, well, my family's, you know not that great or whatever. And I'll just come out and say, it and say, you know, I get it. You know, my mom face faces addiction issues. Like she's in rehab right now. You know, I visit her every month or every other month. Then, um, you can just see that the, on people's faces, like the appreciation and like yeah. the connection it just is what it is. They just feel like, Oh wow. She's human. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not like, trying to hide anything or no. like, you're just being real about your life and your journey. And again, like that's all about connecting. Like, you don't even necessarily have to join a group to just tell your neighbor, like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. like, And it's just that's, – that's just the joy about, yeah, connecting and, and just being open and real and, like, owning your story and not being embarrassed because – No matter where you come from, like, you could end up anywhere.
3: And we're all supposed to be here. Getting to this earth is a freaking miracle. And I just feel like whatever experience you're born into, the sooner you can gather some lessons, the sooner you can get to your purpose, I feel like. Because if you don't have anything to compare it to or anything to catapult you or inspire you, how do you even know where to go? Right. You know, but you had, like, hard decisions and hard roads in the beginning. You're like, you made choices early on. And you're like, this is how my life is going to be. And I feel
1: like that can be a blessing in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And and like I just spoke with my mom, you know, she's had addiction issues, and that was kind of something that kept coming back to my mind whenever, you know, I was 17 and I had those two roads to, to choose. And I was like, I- I'm not going to be like my mom, you mm-hmm. know? Whereas I could have easily said, well, you know, it runs in my family. And I'm just like everybody else, you know? You have to use the people that came before you and and take – little tools and lessons from them, you know, have your little playbook and use all those negative things and turn them into little positive tools that, that help you navigate through life. You know, I totally get it. Where do you see your five year plan? Oh gosh, this is what our, <laughs> our accountant just asked the other day. I'm <laughs> like, honestly, me and Brian were just talking about maybe moving to the islands in like <sighs> five years. Yes, Hon- Honestly, like I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> Why would like, you not? We're not joking at all. Um, you should definitely do that. Yeah, we were thinking about maybe, like, at some point kind of going off the grid. Go off. Yeah, like, working really hard the next couple of years, and um, maybe just, like, going incognito for a couple years. Why
3: not? I know. I mean, what's, there's no reason there's not to. nothing
1: holding us back. I mean. Just that jump, which you guys aren't scared right. to jump. y'all. If anyone's going to jump, it's going to be y'all. We're really not. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> talked heavily on it, and we have some friends down there um, that have started their families in the islands, and their kids have like grown up there and like went to school there and, and all the, all those awesome things. And they kind of gave us the courage to actually like put it on our mood board and like,
3: oh, hell yeah. Say
1: it could be real. It could, it, it could totally happen.
3: could. Okay. I'm going to ask you just a few questions you can answer, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. What is love to you?
1: Love is
3: Compromise yeah dang I think that that's some some profound wisdom right there. that
1: just came to my head instantly. That's some womanly wisdom <laughs> you've been you've you've loved a long time to know that love is compromised <laughs> yeah with family and with spouse yeah, you know? I love that. What is the point of us being here? Oh, I think human connection honestly, I've been doing some um relief work and that has come to my mind so many times is connection, yeah. We're all just here just to, it's just to like love each other and into, yeah, it has to be. And even with animals, if money (laughs) and all of that went out the window, we didn't have a banking system. Like, what would it be about? It'd be about connecting with your, with your network of people and trading out different goods that you need. You'd have to connect. It's connection, you know?
3: It is. I love that. Okay. I freaking (laughs) love it. I always in every interview with leave your light. This whole thing has been so inspiring, but I just like. Out Of everything you've gone through, your crazy journey. I mean, you should write a book, really. I know
1: I have so many, so many more crazy things that have happened, but yeah. Just
3: like stories from your life and what you've right. learned. It's like what Oprah wrote, what I know for sure. Just from like living, you just know these things for sure. What do you know for sure? Whew. Speaking of
1: Oprah. Oh, what do I know for sure? Damn, the, my, my the first word that came to mind was a little morbid, but that uh. <laughs> we all die? We all die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so what does that mean in between? I mean, it honestly means that whatever matters to you, like your close-knit friends and those connections, like that's what you have to like hone in on and like love on and like the, the shit that really matters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we all end up in the same place. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. So just get to it. Yeah. Okay. And i like to end with leave your light. So out of all your journeys, all your life, all your experiences, all of your knowledge you've accumulated – your awesome vibes, your connection, the whole thing. You're just like magical existence. (laughs) What do you want to share with people? What do you want people when they like think about you, think about tribe Kelly, think about your mission statement. What do you want them to leave with?
1: You know, I definitely want them to leave with the thought of like, no matter how you're brought up or how wounded you are, that, that you can shine your own little light. You know, Um, I love that quote. It talks about um, there has to be like a wound, a crack, you know, for light to to be allowed to let in. And I don't know, just no matter what your story is or where you come from, you have no idea what God has in store for you, you know? How do you find faith when you feel like you've lost it? Like, do you just, how do you find it? Whew. I definitely have to meditate in <laughs> and and ask him to re-remind me because I, it's definitely not something I can breeze through. It definitely is, is work and you have to, really like meditate on it and manifest it. And, and I mean, I pray all throughout the day. I mean, I'll be in the car and I'm like, Oh Lord, please don't give me anxiety when I go into, you know, this employee staff meeting. And, you know, I I might look to appear to have all the confidence in the world, but that really does come through like constant like prayer and manifestation, you know? Yeah. Positive self-talk, believing all of it. And then I, I end up at the Barnes and Noble self help <laughs> section. So that, maybe that. Go to the Barnes and Noble self help help section, and um, you'll find see we'll what find you there. You.
3: Man, that's how I am. You go to our house. I have a bookshelf, and every single one of those books is like connecting with your soul, how to like manifest your dreams, Four Agreements. Right. I'll have like Eckhart Tolle, everybody on there, Deepak Chopra, like all <laughs> the things. i just I have the Five Agreements. I'm just like right. I need all the help with getting because like honestly, reminding myself to be positive especially when I want to sink into a rabbit hole of just like sadness. It's just, I need, I need help to get there. Sometimes yeah. I can't yeah, it do it by like myself
1: asking for help. And yeah. It's like so vulnerable to do, but
3: I can't do it by myself. Like some yeah. people can, but I can't, I have to lean on somebody yeah. and just be like, okay, I'm not alone. Help me through this. And I love, that's awesome. See, you're just like us, B. Cole. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like in the Us magazines, they're like, these people are just like us. They eat ice cream. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they buy self-help books.
1: <laughs> A lot of them. Yeah. I freaking love it.
3: You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Yay. And Sunday, thank you for joining us. You sweet little girl. You're awesome.
1: You're awesome. This is great. Hey.
3: Love you. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Brittany. She is such a dream, so inspiring. I know you got inspired from that episode. I did. I freaking love her. Next week, I have Caitlin Brown. She is the beautiful bride of Kane Brown, and we talk all about her story. She is an incredible singer herself, and she walks me through this entire journey of how she met Kane. It involves music. It's so great. You will not want to miss it. Next week, we have Caitlin Brown. See you so soon.